Welcome to This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey. This is your guest host for this week, Trasher. We have a lot of stuff going on. Um, taking over for MJ, who's on a special assignment this week. And we're going to start out with Burglar doing the Girls Game of the Week. Burglar, tell us a little bit about what you saw this week. Well, we jumped right into action with the Game of the Week featuring the Wisconsin Valley Union at the Central Wisconsin Storm game played at Greenheck Fieldhouse. Uh, yeah, what's that? Um, I talked to Dan Bauer a little bit before the game, you know, because Wisconsin Valley Union had a pretty strong season last year. I asked him how they looked this year. And he mentioned that they lost a lot from last year and would have a lot of holes to fill from this year. And he wasn't quite sure uh, that they were, you know, ready to take on a team like the Storm uh, already at this point in the season and that they would have to rely on Pistol Cowden, uh, their goaltender, quite a bit um, in order to, to keep this game close. And and she did. Um, the the union did a real nice job in the first period of, you know, keeping central Wisconsin away from her. Uh, the, the puck was in the, 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 the union end of the ice, most of the period, but they limited the storm to eight shots uh, that actually got through to Cowden. And only one of them went in actually very early in the, the within the first minute of the period. Um, but uh, Wisconsin, there, the union only managed to get one shot on on Central Wisconsin in that period. Then in the second period, you know, got a longer longer change to get to your bench. Goals on the other end of the ice. Central Wisconsin was able to keep the the puck in the zone for longer periods of time. Put nine or put twenty shots on goal in that second period, scoring on one of them. Um, third period again, put thirteen shots on goal, scored on one. Uh, Wisconsin Valley Union with about a little over three and a half minutes left, down three to nothing. They did pull their goalie. It took eight seconds for them to to score uh, with that extra skater on the ice, but that's all the scoring that there would be, and uh, the Storm ended up uh, three to one winner in that game. And I think uh, Dell is going to tell us about the girls' player of the week. Thanks. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One more thing. Um, they did pass out you know, the, the rosters, and I, I – yeah, I meant to cover this too. Um, Wisconsin Valley Union, uh, I don't know if you can say they started out as the um, Point Rapids Red Raiders, or did they start, start out as, as Marshfield, or did they start out as – uh, Wapaka co-op, but anyway, they got a bunch of teams now, and I noticed on their roster, Mr. Trasher, there is nobody from Wisconsin Rapids on the team this year. Yep, that doesn't surprise me. The um, the youth program in uh, the Rapids vicinity, uh, not too many girls there anymore, so the feeder program from them up to the Wisconsin Valley Union is kind of kind of be slightly limited. So what what do they have for a feeder program? Are they still with Stevens Point as the Stars or what do they do? 
Honestly, I don't know. I think the last time that I heard there was a connection between the Rapids and Wapaka and Point, and I honestly don't know what is going on with them anymore. I do know that um, from the time that my daughter had played, it, it had dropped off from like three players in Rapids to like one player in Rapids, and then no players in Rapids, so I don't know. It's kind of a sad situation, but um, it's nice that the, the Valley Union has a couple of co-ops or a couple of feeder programs to draw from and to to make it all happen, and uh, we'll see what happens with them this year. Well, they also only have three from Marshfield, and just a few years ago, Marshfield had their own team. So, what's happening to girls' hockey down there? It's not growing. No, no, exactly. It's not growing at all. And it's a sad situation. For whatever reason, the numbers are really dying off. And, um, I, you know, I, it's like I can say from my, my experience in Rapids that the paper mills, Kind of the the death of the paper mills has been the death of the hockey program. Um, I know, like many years ago, when my son played in the late '90s, early 2000s, uh, Rapids had three bantam teams. Three bantam teams. Now they are co-oping with Marshfield to form one team. So, um, you know, look at it as you may. Uh, whatever reasons there are uh it seems to be like i don't i don't you know i mean i don't know if it's just the the central wisconsin area or in wisconsin or whatever but seems to be dying off a little bit and it's kind of disconcerting really it's sad you know we'd like to see our our programs grow but uh doesn't seem like it's happening that way burglar Okay, I thought maybe you had some secret insight there because, uh, yeah, the the numbers seem to be down down there. Anyway, uh, back to Dell. Sorry to interrupt you, Dell, uh, or give you the false start or whatever, but go ahead with the player of the week. Thanks, Burglar. Our girls' player of the week comes from Chippewa Falls Menominee and is a forward, Sydney Polzine, on – November 27th, she had one goal, two assists, and a 3-2 to two win over Superior. Then on November 30th, she had one goal and a 4-1 to one win over Lakeland. And then this past Saturday, December 1st, she had four goals and a 7-3 to three win over Northland Pines. So our player of the week for the girls is Sydney Polzine from the Chippewa Falls Menominee Co-op. And with that, we'll toss it back over to Burglar for the boys' game of the week. And this is going to sound like a bit of a, a repeat, but um, University School in Wausau West, uh, same sort of coaching philosophy there. Where University School spent most of the first period in the Wausau West zone, but only managed to come out of that. Uh, actually being outshot 10 to 5 in that first period because much like uh, the aforementioned Wisconsin Valley Union, 
the Wausau West Warriors did a very good job of keeping university school away from their uh, from their goaltender Nick Nick Honor. Um, yeah, not a whole lot of shots got through. Uh, actually, the best scoring opportunities came from Wausau West in that first period. A couple of breakaway opportunities that were stoned by Frank Fee. Um, Scoring in the third or in the second period, though, it was kind of back and forth. West would score, University School would answer. West scored again, University School answered. West did. I thought they had one of those killer um, type goals when they scored just 2.1 seconds left at the end of the second period. It looked like we were going to end the second period in a tie, but a, a, a harmless looking wrist shot from the blue line. Kind of through traffic, uh, Fee never saw it until it went over his shoulder into the net, and it seemed kind of crushing. A couple of the U school guys actually collapsed onto the ice. I think they may have been responsible for a turnover or something, but um, those things can kind of kill the attitude that you have going into the locker room. But uh, they came back out, and university school uh, scored three times in the last uh, couple of minutes of the game. They, they tied it, went ahead, and then got an empty netter um, in that game to take the win. And a couple of observations from the game. There's a full write-up in a score sheet on the website. But uh, a couple of things worth noting. Um, one, for Wausau West, Cade Lemmer is a beast. Um, he's listed at five nine and 190 pounds, and he is just—he's just a wrecking ball out there. I mean, he's got not—not just—he's—he's got skills. I mean, he's—he's a good player, but he just—he just goes through people. He's fast. He'll go through you. He'll go around you, whatever. And apparently, he likes to talk out there on the ice too, um, which kind of gets the other team a little bit riled up. You know, so they take some extra shots at him, and he draws penalties, but doesn't get the penalties. So, just uh, kind of a uh, all, ser- all all service type player out there. I mean, he's got skills, he's got size. You know, he can hit you, he can go around you, he can get you pissed off. Um, just kind of, he's a fun player to watch out there on the ice. And for university school, Tyler Herzberg, uh, he he's a sniper. Um, it seems to have very good hockey sense. He always say goes to where the puck is going to be. The puck finds him, however you want to say it. Um, you know, the mad scramble in front of the net, and all of a sudden, you know, the puck squirts out behind the net, and who's over there on the side calling for it? You know, it's Herzberg. Give me the puck. I'll just put it in this empty net. Um, always seems to be in the right place at the right time, and whatever he shoots at, he hits. He had four goals in this game. Uh, the last one being an uh, empty net goal with, um, I think there was like 0.7 seconds left in the clock. Just him and a Wausau West player, you know, racing for the puck as it's going down the ice. And he just, I mean, he put everything, he just gave everything he had and lunged and just swatted at that puck um, just to knock it into the net for that empty net goal. Um, just a good player. Those two guys are fun to watch. And I know it's early in the season. University school didn't look quite as crisp um, on their line changes and some of their their organizational type stuff. There there was one point where they were on a power play and only had three guys on the ice. 
Um, and nobody, you know, immediately jumping over the boards to, you know, add that fourth and fifth skater out there. So, you know, a little bit of cleaning up to do on the, you know, line changes and that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, Herzberg, great player. Uh, Cade Lemmer, fun to watch. Uh, it was a very good game. Very fast, a lot of action, a lot of hitting. Uh, very worthy of our, our, our game of the week. A good choice for that game. And Dell, you're going to surprise us now with our player of the week. Thanks, Burglar. The boys' player of the week actually comes played in that game of the week that Burglar was just talking about, and it comes from USM. Tyler Herzberg uh, is our boys' player of the week on November 30th in a game against DC Everest. He had two goals and two assists in a 7-1 to win. And then in the game that Burglar was just talking about, he had four goals in the 5-3 to win over Wausau West. And our boys' player of the week is Tyler Herzberg of USM. And with that, we're going to toss it over to Webb Jr. for the top tens. Well, thank you, Dell. Top five for the boys are University School, Verona, Notre Dame Academy, Superior, and Spash. Six through ten are Hudson, Wausau West, Waukesha, Sun Prairie, and Nina Hortonville, Manasha. Honorable mention for the boys are Eau Claire Memorial, Fond du Lac Springs, Madison Edgewood, Northland Pines, and Onalaska. Uh, top five for the girls are the Eau Claire area, Central Wisconsin Storm, uh, the Warbird Beaver Dam Co-op, Western Wisconsin Stars, and Hudson. Six through ten are the Cap City Cougars, Fox City Stars, University School, St. Croix Valley Fusion, and a tie at tenth between the Bay Area Ice Bears and Rock County Fury. Honorable mention for the girls are the Hayward Co-op and Chippewa Falls Menominee. So if Eau Claire Altoona, the Western Wisconsin Stars, Hudson, St. Croix Valley Fusion, Hayward, and Chippewa Falls Menominee are all in the girls' top ten, an honorable mention, isn't that like the whole northwestern chunk of the state other than Superior? Pretty much sounds like it. I know that um, Eau Claire area and um, Hudson and the Fusion are no big surprise, but western Wisconsin, all of a sudden, I mean, they, they're they 4-0, they knocked off Hudson. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, some pretty good hockey over in that northwest part of the state. So, I mean, who knows, right? I mean, that's almost like the whole sectional. Chippewa Falls, Eau Claire, Hayward, Hudson, River Falls, Somerset, and Superior Northwestern. Um which co-op is the Somerset? Is that Western Wisconsin? Correct. So the, yeah, other than other than Superior Northwestern, the entirety of girls section one is in the top ten or an honorable mention. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> Filthy McNasty for sure. All right. Um, oh, and then, uh, yeah, the, the 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 boys' side, 
you know, trying to vote in the top ten. Well, you know, Superior knocked off Hudson, but while Superior tied this in, how many ties were there in the last week and a half? There are a lot of ties. You notice that? Like the the well the the tournament over at Old Claire Memorial. Both the first round game technically ended up in a tie. Um, Notre Dame had a couple of ties. Everybody had ties. Apparently, you guys didn't notice that. Never mind. Go ahead. Do you think they <laughs> no. should just? Keep, oh no, no. They, they noticed just, that. They should just keep playing until there's a winner. Well, no, it's just unusual to have that many ties. I mean, you're trying to pick a top ten, and they're all equal. I mean, they they all tied each other. They're they're equal. How do you pick one over the other? If they keep tying, they're equal. All right. Um, one further observation um, for the the boys' side. Um, we had mentioned Tyler Herzberg from USM playing a key part in the five to three win over Wausau West and becoming the player of the week for last week. Uh, noted that he is also the, the state leader in goals scored with twelve and points with 21. So it's not like he just had one good game. He's been very good all year. So uh, as a junior, this is a kid maybe that we need to look out for for next year for a possible uh, player of the year candidate. Uh, Good things for USM going with uh, Tyler Herzberg. Well, I mean, USM, I think they've, played more games but they have like five games in already I don't think you're allowed to say someone's been good all year when they've only played five games I'm not disparaging Tyler Herzberg at all he's been great for five games but that's kind of a you know 15 games into the season kind of statement but yes they have played five games yeah and you know most other teams have not so you know, he's got an advantage of, you know, having more games under his belt, you know, which is not that he's, yes, not that he's not a good player. It's just, you know, you, you play more games than everybody else, somebody on your team is going to have more goals. So, yeah, a little early yet, but to be crowning him. But we'll Fair enough. Fair I, enough. I, he's he's I, done a I nice like, job. I, I like the way he played. So, yes, we'll keep an eye on him. Yeah. Awesome. All right, boys, uh, let's try uh, – game of the week for next week um we're gonna do uh on the boys side friday night it'll be university school at notre dame eight o'clock and i'm going to wander over to the cornerstone to cover that one and number number one versus number three yeah that should be a really good game hopefully they'll play it on rank one we can get a good viewpoint otherwise if it's on three have to climb up on the toolbox and risk life and limb uh, getting pictures and game stories. Uh, for the girl side, it'll be Fond du Lac, it'll be the Warbirds, Beaver Dam, Co-op, at Onalaska on Friday. And Dell, I believe you are going to be covering that one? 
Yes, I'll be making a small little trip over to right there near the Mississippi to watch the Warbirds Beaver Dam Alliance take on the Onalaska Co-op Hilltoppers and the girls game of the week. So that would be an interesting one over there. Usually a nice spot to take some pictures from and see how everything comes up early in the season. All right. Uh, so we'll be on the east side of the state for the boys game and on the west side of the state for the girls game. Um, as always, uh, be interesting and we'll, we'll give you all the game summaries, pictures, results of that game on WIPH. All right, boys, um, come down to the final nitty gritty of the program and, uh, I mean, literal nitty-gritty mj's not here he kind of carries it a little smoother than uh, the rest of us do but um do we have any final thoughts for the evening uh i i have one that i'll add but any of you uh, guys have anything going on that you might want to add well on t- tomorrow evening i actually am going to go over and catch the wanakee Warriors against the RWD Cheevers game. I get to do the announcing at it for Parents Night already in in the season. Just seemed a little early for Parents Night, but get to watch that on the Reedsburg rink this Tuesday night and catch a couple teams that are starting out the year and battling for the Badger North Conference. All right. Sounds like a good time. Uh, Good time. conference play uh early in the year yeah it does seem like kind of early for parents night but um you know just the way it fits into things uh should be interesting uh burglar uh junior anything to add i think we need to set you up with a skycam rig at cornerstone uh, for anybody not familiar skycam is that camera uh when you're watching a football game that is on wires suspended over the playing field and kind of moves along with the action. Uh, we need to set you up with a sky cam rig at Cornerstone, just suspend you over the middle of the the arena with your camera and get some wires, and you can just follow the puck through the ice. The uh, I prob- thought it would give them a drone. The only problem with that is I don't think it can handle 230 pounds, so uh, I'd probably be splat on the ice. Wouldn't work. No, you'll be fine. I'll be fine. Just go for it. Yes. <laughs> All right. We're innovators in Wisconsin <laughs> high school hockey coverage. Yeah, that would be innovation for sure. No doubt about that. So some really good games this weekend then, with uh, or next week, with uh, U School in Notre Dame and Fondy, Warbirds, Beaver Dam at on Alaska. Uh, if that's it, you guys got anything else? Um, I may try to make it over to all the way over to Green Heck. They got the uh, Marathon Cup starting, I believe, on Thursday. Well, I usually, Bur- like, I usually Burglar- like the Marathon Cup. Burglar, we wouldn't want you to go too much out of your way. Well, I mean, if it, was, if, if it was being played at Marathon Park, I don't know if I'd go all the way down there to watch it. But, you know, since it's just over at Green Heck. 
Green Heck, that's what, like two blocks away? Well, a little farther than that, but not much. Oh, okay. All right. Um, my comment for for the show is uh, with scorekeeping and game stats, etc., etc. We've had some problems and some issues with all of that. Um, basically, the way that we kind of would like things to happen would be for the home team to enter the stats for the games. Uh, basically, take the score sheet and enter all the, the stats, the goals, assists, the penalties, the saves, etc., etc., for both teams. Uh, works pretty easy. Um, if it's uh, like a tournament game or something, um, the, the teams could decide who wants to do it. Uh, there's been some issues, and um, basically all, all we're trying to do is get stats for for all teams because, you know, everybody wants to see what has been going on for their teams, you know. Um, uh, parents like to see it. Kids like to see it. So get the stats entered. If you got problems, you know, maybe talk to the other coach and maybe they'll enter them. Or if you have problems with the thing overall, just get in touch with us here at WIPH and we can help you out for sure. Um, the most important thing is to try to get the, the stats accurately entered. So um, when you're looking at these numbers during the course of the year, everything's pretty accurate and uh, just it, it works out best, you know. Uh, everybody likes to see the numbers that are really, truly there. And uh, so that's it, I guess. Well, I, I can I can add to that. I mean, our the, the official the official policy, if you will. Um, the official policy is home team enters the score sheets, enters the information on the score sheets. If the home team hasn't done it within 24 hours after the game, the visiting team may go ahead and do it. Um, but yeah, the home team has 24 hours to get the score, to get the, the stats entered. If they don't do it, the visiting team, if they're able to do it, they can do it. If there is a disagreement or a discrepancy or, you know, something's not entered properly and there's a dispute back and forth, the final arbiter is the actual score sheet. We may actually want, ask to see a copy of the score sheet. And that is what, you know, yeah, but they didn't count this on there. You know, this person had a second assist. Well, sorry, the other team is disputing it, and it's not on the score sheet, so it don't count. Right? Right. And we've never had that happen before. No. <laughs> we've never yeah. had to lock. We've never had to lock score sheets because the two different <laughs> right. teams right. kept changing them back and forth. Right. Send us a copy of the score sheet. We're going to put it, and we're going to lock it. There's all kinds. Locked. There's all kinds of crap this site does that I don't know about. Well, now that you move back to the area, Junior, you'll uh, get an idea of what's really going on here at WIPH. Oh, yeah. you, you you couldn't you you couldn't lock it from Kansas. You basically had to be within Wisconsin to be able to lock it. Well, now you're just full of crap. I know it. 
Well, he he might be full of crap, but I'm laughing. And then all again, right. if if there are any other discrepancies, send all your hate mail to Trasher at WisconsinPropHockey.net. That's not true. Don't send it to Trasher at the. No, it's not true. Send it to Trasher at WCTC.net. I will listen to all your email, and if it's uh, debatable or it's, you know, okay, it's cool, I'll respond. If it's not, I'll just throw it away and send it to spam and call it another day. That's right. So, Trasher will listen, Brad, the Trasher will listen to all your email, and he will read all your voicemails. I will. That's exactly right. I've done that. I had like he does because his Outlook will read his email to him, and his phone will transcribe his voicemail to him. That's right. That's exactly right, guys. All right. I think, we, I think we've done enough for one night. So I failed miserably as guest host. Are we ready to call it a day or an evening? Dell already hung up. He already hung up. Uh, no, Dell's still here. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for putting up with us tonight. Uh, MJ's not here. He's not the usual voice. Uh, the face of WIPH is turning into the voice, and he's failed miserably. But uh, we, we tried to cover what we can, and uh, hopefully you've enjoyed, maybe, our podcast. Uh, so tonight for Bill Sr., Bill Jr., Dell, and Trasher, we bid you a good night. And have a great evening from WIPH.